0: Welcome to the Covello Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Cody Covello. I was once an apostle for the dark side and it gave my life to Jesus. Now I'm a Christ centered life coach and minister whose purpose is to find the lost sheep and provide discipleship. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to chapter seven. Um, I know I haven't been pushing out a whole lot of content right now. Life's been a little bit crazy, but here we are back in the swing of things, back making another episode. So thank you for being patient. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate everybody that's been tuning into the podcast and and listening. It, it, uh, it's, it's truly a humbling experience and, and truly just amazing the way that God works. So, so praise be to God. All glory be to God. Tonight, 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 tonight. Well, actually first, let me. Before I get, I, I'm, I'm fired up right now. All right. Before I dive into it too much. The last episode I ended with, you know, me coming to Christ because this encounter that my buddy had through me. I can't say it was truly an encounter that I had because I don't remember it. I was just the vessel. Um, You know, I I learned about this as an aftermath from my friend so he he was filling in all the gaps for like the 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 missing pieces for me because I just didn't know any better um I didn't know now, after that experience, I had talked about how my f- faith began to grow um some things had started started changing in my life pretty drastically. I started reading the Bible more, I started praying more um I had stopped drinking at this point I was no longer smoking, I was no longer doing like chewing tobacco. I was actually eating healthier. I was working out more on top of the workouts I was already doing because of my affiliation with the military. And just my whole attitude on life had changed. Um, and actually, I had given up porn and masturbation, just like completely gave it up, um, had no desire for it. So my, Like I said, my life changed radically, um, but it only lasted a season. And eventually I backslid. And man, did I backslide hard. And in my lifetime, I have fallen from grace way more times than I would like to admit. In in ways that I would that, you know, I I I don't like to admit. Um, but tonight, 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 that is what we are going to talk about. Tonight I lay it out all lay, lay all of it out on the table. Um, I mean, some of you listening may even view me differently for the things that I've done and, and that's okay. Like that really doesn't bother me. Um, this is, this is, I'm not doing this as an admission of guilt. I'm not doing this as a confession. Um, I have actually confessed all of this. I have repented, I have renounced, and I've even been delivered from the bondage that I used to be in. Um, So me putting the, me putting this out there publicly, it's not a, it's not necessarily an admission of guilt or a, a confession. I'm putting this out there in the hope and the belief that this touches somebody, that somebody hearing this will be set free. Somebody hearing this will have that, that, uh, that hope and that, that just belief of like, Hey, I'm not alone. Like I've like, you know Cody has gone through things like this Cody has has experienced things like this and it's only by the grace of God that that I was able to to be set free from these things it wasn't it wasn't me and as we've already talked about right like there is only one unforgivable sin everything can be forgiven everything can be forgiven Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for us on the cross he was the final sacrifice he was the perfect lamb he 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 fulfilled the law we we've talked about this so every sin can be forgiven no matter what you've done e- even if you've come to Christ and you've backslid like I did you can be forgiven you can you can have that grace again you can walk in freedom and tonight that's what we're here to talk about i don't know if we'll if we'll be able to get through everything that I have laid out for this particular episode, I'm going to try. It might be a longer episode or we may just have to break it into two pieces. I, I don't know. We'll see. But my hope is, is that whether it's, like I said, whether this is one episode, whether this is two episodes, I truly hope that this helps somebody in some type of way. Even if it's just one, if it's one person, Right. Like I said, my my purpose for the, the channel, my purpose for my ministry is to find the lost sheep because there's more rejoice in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 righteous persons who don't need to repent. And then after that, provide discipleship. Meanwhile, doing this, right, it's through the spreading of the gospel, the spreading of the good news, the spreading of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Like I'm honestly... This podcast, I think I may have mentioned it before. This is not something in my wheelhouse. This is not something in my comfort zone. Um, me and my wife actually were talking about this today. Like, I don't go back and listen to the episodes. I don't go back and watch the videos on YouTube. Honestly, I really don't even do a whole lot of editing because it feels weird for me to be on camera. It feels weird for me to see for for me to see myself in this position. Like, it, it something about it. It's, it's out of my comfort zone, but I'm not doing this for me, right? Like I'm doing this for all of you, for the listeners now and in the future, I'm doing this so that the good works of God can continue to keep moving, especially in these times in the, in, you know, Paul said it way back in the day, 2000 years have passed. We're still in the end times, right? The, the hour draws near, um, we don't know when it's going to be, but the world's getting more and more crazy. And even though the world's getting more more crazy, like I am proud to pronounce the gospel. I am proud to sit here and speak of my Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ, and the amazing things that he's done in my life. And I know the amazing things that he can do in your life. So if you're listening to this, I truly hope it helps in in one way. I truly hope that you have conviction because, again, remember, conviction is a good thing. Conviction leads to repentance, and repentance leads to freedom, okay? It's not a bad thing to feel convicted, but it is a bad thing when we feel condemned and we live in condemnation. That is a lie from the devil, and we come against that in the name of Jesus, amen? You don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live in in that that guilt and condemnation that we just talked about. You can be set free. You can be set free. I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here. I want to read some scripture real quick. So James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I, I read this scripture because this is what helped me. This is this is. Kind of the this is one of the many bases of deliverance is is we're praying right when we're doing deliverance when we're when we're breaking down strongholds when we're setting people free from addictions when we're helping people get healed from mental and emotional damage we're not doing it by our our, our power we're not doing it by our might this is this is through prayer this is for praying over people interceding for people. And letting Jesus, letting the Holy Ghost come through and do the work. That's all it is. So I I will pray for you until you see breakthrough. I will pray for you until you are delivered from whatever strongholds, from whatever demonic presences are over your life. I will pray for you because I have been a slave. I have been under condemnation. I have been subject to strongholds. I have been subject to oppression and I am not anymore because of the power of prayer, because of the power of faith and belief, not just for me, but other people interceding on my behalf. I, I would, I'm truly humbled when I have the opportunity to do that because it shows me that the, that the spirit of God is still moving. That, that there's still signs and wonders today and that and that God is God is setting people free. It's it's so amazing because I know that love that I feel, I want others to feel. I went my whole life feeling like I was never good enough, that I would never truly be loved. I think I've, I think I've talked about this in earlier episodes. The devil lied to me and made me believe that I was never going to be good enough for anybody. I was never going to be loved, even by my own family, even by my own flesh and blood. I truly believe that to my core. And I have been set free. And since I have been set free and since I've come to Jesus, and since I understand the love that he has for us, that is a love that is, uncomparable, and I want others to feel that love. That, that, that's why I'm doing this. All right, Ephesians, and th- this is another reason I'm willing to pray over people, okay? I'm willing to pray over anybody, and, and me, I still ask for prayers. I'm not perfect. I still struggle with things, so I ask from other people, from other believers, from other mentors, from other other people of the faith to pray for me. I'm not exempt, guys, not exempt by any means. But I do believe in the power in the name of Jesus. I do believe that the Holy Ghost is still moving. And I believe in interceding for one another. And this is why. Ephesians 6, 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming darts from the evil one. We've already talked about this. All right? Putting it into context, Romans, the, sometimes the Roman shields will literally go from you know, head to toe. And what did they do watch watch if you've watched any secular movie about Spartans about Troy about whatever during that time frame, what did they do when darts were coming? when when arrows right that's what he means by darts when arrows were coming at them, they formed a shield wall they had shields above them in front of them, they had shields all over right and they only were able to do it as a unit the The power of the body of Christ is so so important. Ephesians 6, 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with, with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Paul is saying that we we need to be able to ask on each other's behalf. We need to be able to persevere and endure the the things that we're going through the trials and tribulations and knowing that if we continue to ask and supplicate for all the saints for one year for each other, it will be answered eventually. Jesus tells us, knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you will find. Ask and you shall receive. He's not a liar, guys. Jesus is not a liar. He wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it. So I believe in that wholeheartedly. I'm willing to knock. I'm willing to pound on that door for you. I'm willing to seek with you. I'm willing to 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 ask for you and on your behalf, I'm I'm willing to do these things because I I truly believe in the power of it. I, I, I understand it. I've been there. I've I've done it. It's it, it's it's truly 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 amazing to see God working, it, especially in these later times. So, like I said, I'm I'm willing to cast my shield upon you. And I'll ask for you to be free, you know, and, and don't, like I said, like I said before, please don't take me out of context. I am not exempt by any means, right? I am not perfect. I am far, far from it. I'm not saying that I, I hold all this power that I am. Um, I'm not saying that I am God. That's just blasphemous, right? Like I don't do anything. As I said at the beginning of this episode, it's not me doing it. It's the work of the Holy ghost. It's the work and the power through through our Lord and Savior and our advocate, Jesus Christ, there is power in his name. And he wants you to be set free. God did not intend for his children to, to live as slaves. So when I when I get fired up like this and I start boasting and I start talking about different things that can happen, I, I think of Second Corinthians 10, 17, but he who glorifies, let him glorify the Lord. Other versions say that, you know, he who boasts boasts in the Lord. I'm not boasting about myself guys i'm I'm just a man i'm i'm cody i'm that that's it you know it doesn't matter my title it doesn't matter my it doesn't matter my anything it's not me doing it. It's the work and the glory of God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I believe wholeheartedly i believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that there is power in the name of Jesus and he will set you free if you are willing. All right, I'm I know I'm fired up right now. I'm probably talking a little too fast, so help me, Holy Ghost. Um but without further ado, let's get into it. And and as I said previously, I don't know if we're going to be able to cover everything. Um, And I'm not going to discuss every single sin I've ever committed because let's be honest, I don't remember every single sin I've ever committed. I just don't, you know, there's, there's sometimes where it's like, what did I do last week? Um, (laughs) And I think we can all attest to that a little bit, but I've, I've committed so many sins in my life that there's not enough paper in the world to write them on down. Like I'm, I'm convinced that even Microsoft word, you know, um, Google pages, Google Docs, whatever you want to use, I'm convinced that they would eventually run out of paper and they're electronic, all right? So I don't remember every sin that I've ever committed in my life. Um, the This portion of my story that we're going to be talking about tonight, it's the sins that left a, an impact on me. And what I mean by that is these are the sins that literally tore and shattered my soul and have haunted me in ways that I thought I could never return from. Like truly, truly crushed me. So these are these are the sins that I'm gonna be talking about. It's it's not every every sin I've ever committed. It's the ones that have truly crushed me and and left me in
1: very, very desperate places. As we've talked about before.
0: And, and we've talked about really at the beginning of this, this episode is spiritual warfare, right? It's, it's real guys. It's real. It's, it's very cut and dry in the Bible. Spiritual warfare is real. I have said that, you know, I've been under the, the oppression of, of different types of spirits in my life. And when I gave my life to Christ and I received deliverance you know, there was honestly too many spirits, too many demons that, that came out for me to even count. So we're not going to go down the list of, oh, this was this one. This was this one. This was this one. I'm not going to sit here and, and glorify the, 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 the terrible things that these, these demons have done over my life. I'm going to talk more about my story and some of the things that I went through. And starting off with, with by the age of 20, I was, I was a full-blown alcoholic at the age of 20. I was stationed in Japan at this point. And in Japan, the the legal drinking age is 20 years old. So I was drinking legally. And the reason I say I was an alcoholic is like anybody who's a part of that culture knows that alcohol is a huge, huge part of the culture. I'm just gonna say it for what it is. Alcohol is a huge part of the culture. And I can't really speak to other branches because I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure, right? Like, I've worked with, I've worked with army guys. I've I've been kind of like bunked down with army dudes. I've, um, same thing with like Navy, like we had Navy corpsmen. They just kind of fell into the natural swing of thing as like our culture. Um, but it was part of the culture. Like drinking was like a rite of passage when it came to being a Marine. Like it was almost like a prerequisite. Um, and the reason I say that, that, you know, it was more than just, the the culture or the the drink like the yeah I guess more than just the culture and the reason I say that I was I was an alcoholic is because I was legitimately dependent upon it like I needed it to cope I needed it to manage the challenges in my life I was you know I was, I was going I don't know what I was going through at 20 at 20 years old um, I really don't think life was that bad. A lot of the stuff that I was experiencing were things from my past, right? Those, those, that con that state of condemnation, even though I wasn't necessarily a follower in Christ at this point in time, just that internalization in my mind. Um and it it was my way of of getting through things, of honestly getting through day-to-day most times at, at that period in my life. And it was only by the grace of God that I was, I was set free that, that those strongholds in my life were broken down. And And like I said, I, I bring this up because it, it's a huge part of the, the military culture, especially in the Marine Corps. And realistically, alcoholism, alcoholism, you know, drug addiction, is very, very profound in the world today. Very profound in the world today. And I I gave this analogy with food previously, but alcohol, I believe, is one of the biggest idols of today. I'm just going to say it. I believe alcohol is one of the biggest idols of today. Because when things happen in our life, yo, let's go get a drink. Hey, man, let's go to the bar. Things are bad. I'm going to the bar. You get promoted at work. Hey, let's go get drunk. Let's go get messed up. Let's go, let's go do this. Let's go do all these different things with alcohol being involved, alcohol being the source of the enjoyment, the source of the coping, the source of everything. And I'm not saying it's like this for, for everybody, but it is like this for a vast majority of the culture. And I know this because I've lived in it. I've lived in the world. I've seen people do it every Friday night. They're getting drunk every Saturday night. They're getting drunk. Shoot. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Like like there were, I was one of those dudes that was at the bars. On a weekday. So I know it's happening. And I call it an idol. A form of idolatry. Because we put alcohol on this pedestal. And rather than giving thanks to God. When we get a promotion. We put all of our emphasis on alcohol. We worship the alcohol. Hey I'm going to go buy a nice bottle of something. When times are hard. Rather than crying out to the Lord. For wisdom.
1: For grace. For revelation. I'm going to go drink a bottle. I'm going to crack open this 30-pack.
0: I got quiet because I want you guys to think about that, right? Alcohol and drugs are so, so predominant in the world today. So predominant in the world today. Like truly that it breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart because I was subject to, to witnessing this at a young age. So I've seen the effects on, on people I love, and I've also seen the effects on me as a person. When you're under this spirit of bondage, when you're under this this this, this stronghold
1: of addiction and alcoholism
0: and, and feeling like that is the only thing that is going to get us through it. Now, I put my faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. Through the good and the bad.
1: But that's not prevalent
0: in the world. What's prevalent in the world is to go to substances. And if you're struggling with that, guys, like you can be set free. I'm I'm an example of it. But like I said, I, I was subject to see this, to witness this at a young age for people that I loved. And I watched how it destroyed their life. And it ultimately destroyed my life and seasons for sure but there is hope at the end of the tunnel and that hope is Jesus Jesus Christ is our hope he can break any stronghold he can break any demonic chain he can he can come through and he can he can wash you of your sins nothing is too big for him nothing is too big for the god that we serve the god that we believe in no matter what it is And sometimes i'm not I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes, when it comes to breaking strongholds, when it comes to receiving true deliverance and fully being delivered from the things that we're struggling in our lives, we almost need to be at a point of desperation.
1: Why do I say that? well? Because when we're at a point of desperation, we're willing to do anything. We're willing to give up anything. We're willing to believe in anything.
0: And catch that believe. Saved it for last for a reason. Let's let's think about the woman in the gospel who suffers from bleeding. This woman bled for twelve years. Right? And and think about the context of that time a woman that was bleeding, right? That, that had the condition that she had was perceived as unclean, which means that people, she couldn't be around people. She couldn't get married. She couldn't do, she couldn't live a normal life, right? She, she, she was, she was considered unclean. And when she was, and because she was unclean, she wasn't allowed to interact with society normally. Like, and, and then think about the repercussions from a, not just a a physical effect, but the emotions, the mental, right? Like this goes way deeper than just her bleeding. Think about the psychological and and the emotional effects that it had on this woman who has been cast out of society because of this uncontrollable condition. Now let's go to Luke 8, right, where where it talks about this. We're going to go to Luke 8, verse 42 through verse 48. So, starting at forty two as Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and though she had spent all of her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. Catch that she spent everything on these doctors, on these physicians in hopes that
1: They could heal her. And the Bible says very clearly she couldn't be healed by anybody. Does that resonate with any of you? Have you tried everything and nothing's working?
0: Maybe, maybe not. Okay, let's move on to verse 44. She came up behind him and touched the friend of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. It stopped just by touching his garment. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing upon, are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had immediately been healed. Verse 48, I absolutely love this. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Think about that, guys. She believed in Jesus so much that all she had to do was touch the corner of his garment, the fringe. All she had to do was touch the fringe of her garment. She believed so much that all it took was just a a slight touch of his garment, and she was healed. And she had spent her whole living on physicians and doctors and, and these medical professionals of that time so that she could be well, and nobody was able to help her get well. And the reason I love verse 48 so much is because Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. What made her well? Her faith. And like I said, when we have that desperation, sometimes that's all we have is faith that things will get better. But what are we placing that faith in? Are we placing it on us?
1: Are we saying, I got this? Because
0: here's the reality, and this is going to convict some people. But when we place all this emphasis and all this power on us, we begin to idolize and
1: worship ourselves. Ooh, catch that.
0: I've been there. I've done it. And this is why I'm saying it. I like there have been seasons in my life where I truly believe like, oh, I got this. No matter what, I can do this. I've got this. It's all on me. And what happens when you drive your own bus? Majority of the time, what happens when you try to overcome all your problems? Usually it doesn't work out very well. Sometimes you'll get lucky, right? But guys, we have to, we have to, have to, have to place our faith in Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior, as our advocate in heaven. The one who Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb, the one who came to earth, God in the flesh, and gave his life on our behalf. And when we think about the miracles, I know I've already touched on this, but i got to go there. When we think about the miracles that Jesus performed, the signs and the wonders,
1: what did it always come down to?
0: It came down to their faith. Think of the centurion right this 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 centurion who was a leader he even said to Jesus for I am I'm not worthy he basically, he says that like I'm not worthy to have you in my house you know for I am a man of authority I tell this soldier to do this I tell this soldier to go that way I tell this soldier you know whatever and then they do it he was humbling himself before Jesus saying like as a man of authority like and he uses that that analogy of, you know, I send this soldier to do this to emphasize the point that he's a man of power in his own standings. But he is humbling himself before Jesus. And he didn't even tells Jesus, because he says, like, let's go. And, and the centurion says, you know, like, we don't need to go. If you say it, if you just say it, he will be healed. Think about that. And then think about the Sadducees and Pharisees who were demanding signs. That's that's sorry, going off on a tangent. It's a whole different topic. But where is our faith?
1: And I also want to point out.
0: Please, actually, no. Let me let me move on before I make this 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 disclaimer. Okay, Mark six talks about Jesus going home to Nazareth, and it says in verse five, and he could not do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. So because they didn't believe in Jesus, he wasn't able to perform a whole lot of signs and wonders. It says that, you know, they were kind of looking at each other like, well, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the son of Mary? Is this not the, the brother of, and I can't remember all of his, his siblings names. Um, But there are times in our lives where we have to be desperate for healing to happen. We have to be desperate for deliverance to happen.
1: And and we have to be willing
0: to pour out faith from that desperation. Now hear me on this. And I sincerely mean this from the bottom of my heart. Because there are people in my life that I love that were desperate that did call out and, and their prayers weren't answered in a way that they were hoping. I don't know. I don't have the answers to that, right? I can only speak to my own testimony. I can only speak to what I have seen. So I am not saying that if you don't have that, if you don't have enough faith, that you're you're not going to receive what God has in store for you. I'm not saying that if the blessings and miracles don't come, the healing doesn't come, it's from your lack of faith. I'm emphasizing the fact that we need to have faith, and sometimes it takes sheer desperation for things to happen. But I'm not saying that if blessings in your life are not happening, that if a blessing in your life doesn't occur, it's because of your lack of faith. I'm not saying that. What I am what what I will say is that we know God is above
1: and beyond time and space as we know it. We know
0: that he sees things in the future that we don't see. And we know that sometimes it takes years for healing to happen. It takes years Deliverance to happen it takes time right like I think about the blind man in the gospel where where Jesus spits on his eyes and then he asks the man, you know what do you see and and the man says, you know I see like uh I, I believe he said that you know he sees people to be like trees, so then Jesus does it again and then asks him again what do you see and, he, and then he finally sees right like that's a great testimony to sometimes It takes more than one prayer, guys. It takes more than one one supplication. It, it, it
1: It takes time, and it takes time
0: in God's time. So please, please, please hear me. If you have been struggling with addiction, if you have been struggling with lust, if you have been struggling with whatever it may be, if you have been struggling and you have been praying consistently for years, in, for years, months, weeks, whatever it may be, don't give up hope. The time is coming, but it's coming in God's time. And we as people have to learn to be patient. And I know that's hard. This is something that I still ask for wisdom on daily. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things happening in my life right now. A lot of, a lot of changes, some things that, you know, kind of feel like they're up in the air and daily I pray to the Lord, Lord, give me patience because we know that's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, walk
1: through me. I'm, I'm just a man,
0: right? Like I'm, I'm imperfect. We have to pray for that patience, guys. And sometimes the blessings comes in ways that, that maybe we didn't expect, but it's still a blessing. It still comes the good, the great things in our life come from God. It may not be how we wanted it, but He gave it to us. Maybe it was a different way, right? But we still received the blessing. At one point, it. it it at one point or another and and if you haven't yet your time is coming god does not forsake his children he's chastises those he loves right so like and and that's a that's a whole different story too right i'm not going to say your your blessing hasn't come because you're being punished and this is where the power of other believers comes in as well there is strength in numbers Jesus says in the book of Matthew, for where two or three gather in my name, I am there with them or I am amongst them. If you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and if you're asking people to pray on your behalf and, they are, and, and they're like, ah, well, you need, you know, you, you got this, you just need more faith. That is a religious spirit run. I'm going to say it again. If you are going through something and you are asking for healing, if you are asking for a blessing, if you are asking for any type of deliverance, any type of stronghold being broken. And you have people in your life where you're like, hey, would you like, could could you pray for me? Could you do this? And they're just like, "Ah, yeah, sure. Or if they're like, well, I, I feel like that's your thing. Run run. I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart, ladies and gentlemen. Like I hope you hear me when I say this. And I'm not saying that my prayers will change anything, but I'm willing to step out in faith to help, to help you. I'm willing to step out and, and send up prayers and supplications on your behalf. Why? Because I believe in it. And I believe in lifting each other up in the body of Christ. I believe in and giving to one another and when we have that 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 overwhelming presence of of the holy ghost in our lives and we have this this ability to outpour i want to outpour that i want to give that and and send that up on your behalf and again i'm not saying that i'll change anything cuz i'm just a man right it's all it's all glory goes to god all timing goes to god everything goes to god 100% but I'm willing to go to bat with you. I've given this analogy before and I'm going to give it again. When Jesus says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open, ask and you shall receive.
1: How many times are you willing to ask? How many times are you willing to pound on that door until it opens? How long are you willing to seek? Before you find. And not only
0: that. but You don't have to do it on your own. If you truly are connected to godly people. They will pray on your behalf. They will do it from the love
1: of their heart. God will not forsake you. Again, it may not be the way we want it. It may not be in the timing that we want it. But God wants to bless his children. So if if you need, if you're willing to step out in faith, step out in boldness, Reach out to me.
0: My, my number, my email, you can message me through my website, on social media. If, if you are looking for healing, if you are looking for breakthrough, if you are looking for a particular blessing upon your life, if you are looking for deliverance, reach out to me.
1: I am here as your brother in Christ to help pray on your behalf.
0: And and as far as as far as this goes, I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be listening to this podcast and be like, "Oh, Cody's crazy. He lost it." Like you know, God doesn't like I've I've heard people say like God doesn't work like that anymore. Why? Why would He not? God performs miracles every single day. You just need to open up your eyes to see them. We need to ask for that spiritual discernment to see the blessings that God is doing, the the ways that God is moving in the world. Again, going back, I believe it was Psalms or Proverbs. I don't remember for sure. I'll, I'll look it up. But eyes to see and ears to hear are gifts from the Lord. Ask God for those gifts. God, open my eyes,
1: open my ears.
0: Help me to believe in these miracle signs and wonders because God is moving today. God never stopped moving.
1: And I believe in all this stuff
0: because I've been witness to it. I've experienced it. I've had strongholds broken over my life. I don't, I don't live in, in fear and condemnation anymore. I don't live in a sense of being unworthy. I don't live in a sense of not being good enough. I don't live in a sense of uh, promiscuity. I don't, I don't live in a sense of all these things that I used to live in that really just drained me.
1: I don't live in these things anymore. I've been delivered. been delivered through the power of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost through the grace of the Father I've seen healing my wife was told Over a decade by multiple doctors that she would never get pregnant. And then one day the Lord
0: spoke to me and told me to pray over her. It was time for her to be healed. And I didn't know what that meant, but I stepped out in faith and I believed with all my heart that God was going to do whatever He was going to do. And since that day, she no longer struggles with celiac, which she's had her whole life, and we're expecting a child. Again, I'm not saying that if you didn't receive a blessing like this or a healing like this, that you're unworthy, that you don't have enough faith. I don't know. I, I'm not God, all right. I don't. I don't know how He moves, why, or or why He does certain things or doesn't do certain things. He sees things that I don't. I don't. Right, and and that's also not a, a an admission of guilt for anybody saying you're not good enough. That He judges like that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God knows things that I don't. And God may have something else in store. But we have to be patient. We have to be willing to put God first and trust in him wholeheartedly. And I know this episode is going to be super controversial for people. I'm okay with that. Cuz I believe in it. I believe in it with all of my fiber, with all my being, with all my heart, with all my soul cuz I've seen the power of God. I've seen the blessings. I have seen it firsthand. I am an eyewitness to this stuff. So if you were at that point of desperation, if you're at that point to where you've been praying, you've been crying out for as long as you can remember. And you're just still not experiencing the breakthrough that you were hoping for. You're still not experiencing the the blessings that you feel are, are calling, that are are supposed to be bestowed upon your life, reach out. I'll pray with you.
1: All right, we're already at 45 minutes.
0: I guess, you know what? We're just going to keep going. If it's a longer episode, it's a longer episode. All right, off my soapbox, let's get back to my story. Before I was saved, like like many other people, right? Like I was under... I was under the, I was under spiritual attacks. I was under the Im- influence of different spirits. Um, there was a season in my life where I struggled with pornography. Like no matter how, tr- how hard I tried to fight it, I fall back into it. No matter how hard I try to get away from it. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm on the website again. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling again. And in hand. I struggled with masturbation. I've struggled with these things, and no matter how hard I tried to fight it, I always, I always backslid. I always, always did it again. And you know, the more that I've sat back and reflect, reflected on these these events in my life, these these like true strongholds in my life, there's a le- there was always a level of can, not always. That's that's a lie. Ma- majority of the time there was a level of conviction behind it even when god was was not at the forefront of my life even when i didn't really even believe in him i was more on the side of like agnostic or atheist there was still like this this level of conviction like my my body my soul within knew that it was wrong right like i would i would watch porn and masturbate and then immediately after i'd feel regret i'd feel remorse I'd feel shameful, dirty, unclean, unworthy. And a majority of the time like I didn't even know why I was doing it. It was just doing it to do it, I guess. Like it wasn't like there was no there was no real satisfaction or or release from it. I was just it was almost like just checking off a box, like part of my daily routine. Like oh yeah, well, it's that time again. Like I was literally just so dead inside that I was I was even doing something like that, and it was just a check in the box. Like literally, it was like a chore. Like I I didn't even enjoy it sometimes while doing it, but I was still doing it. Like why? Well, I'll tell you why.
1: Because there was influences greater than my understanding at work. And now I understand those.
0: I understand the spirit of lust. I understand the spirit of perversion. I understand incubus, succubus. I understand all these different things. Can see I, I can see beyond the flesh. Now I'm not saying I see in like different dimensions, right? But I can see the the cause of certain things.
1: And I know how the enemy works.
0: I know how that that the demonic like to twist and pervert things and will continue to do so in areas, in areas of your lives where eventually it becomes an unconscious habit. Even if we don't enjoy it, like I said, I didn't, I don't, I didn't even enjoy it. Right. And then obviously that manifests into like different ways. Then we start to fantasize and then we start to look at other women and then eventually that leads to, Maybe flirting and then right, we go down this whole rabbit hole. It's an it's an open door, really. And the first time that I was ever subject to this or ever watched porn, I was I think like in early middle school, maybe even elementary. Because I hung out with with guys that were a little bit older than me, like a year or two. And I remember I was staying with some buddies and it was something that they were already into. They brought it up on the TV. And, and that was that, like that, that, that opened that doorway for more where I just always had to have more. And and like I said, guys, I'm not going to dive into this too deeply, but I don't, I don't even watch secular television anymore because I truly believe that the eyes are gateways to the soul, the heart, the mind. So I don't, I don't, I don't even watch secular television anymore. Maybe maybe a, a couple shows that are, are Christian-leaning. Um,
1: but I don't even know if those are like truly secular.
0: But I'm not going to watch things that I know, like 100% know, are going to open up a door for me. I'm just not going to do it. Call me
1: legalistic, but I'm not doing it. I have no interest in it.
0: and like i said you know like i i believe that in the modern day culture the things that are put out there on television the things that we even see on youtube the things that are on tiktok on instagram and just it opens the gateway to other things because the eyes are the the portal to the
1: souls and you know me seeing that stuff it was just an opening. It was an opening. And let's
0: let's fast forward. You know, like I said, I, I first time I'd ever seen porn, it was at a very, very young age. First time I ever had sex was at a very, very young age. And then, you know, as a high school student,
1: as a as a freshman in high school, you're what, like fifteen, fourteen. It just continued on.
0: And and in culture, that's something that's perceived as cool, right? Like a guy sleeping around like, oh, yeah, that's the man. No, I, I don't believe that at all. Society praises that amongst men.
1: It's a sin. I just going to say it. it's a sin. Fornication is a sin. The Bible is very clear on that. Male or female.
0: Fornication is a Sin. And you know, and unfortunately, women, I don't mean, I don't know how it is nowadays, but I know like when I was growing up, like if, if, a, if a woman or a young lady had decided to sleep around like a male was, oh man, they were called all kinds of terrible things. Now, obviously, they're like living in sin, but that doesn't mean that they need to be treated like that. Like it's just the culture is crazy.
1: But in reality, it's not something that should be bragged about. And I think the only reason people
0: brag about it is because they live in the world. And the world says it's cool. Sex was, was made to be extremely intimate between two people. Right? When you look in, in the Old Testament, and it talks about people of the Old Testament, and it says that, you know, he knew his wife or he knew this person or she knew him. The word no, it's like an intimate, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, hey, yeah, cool. Like, we're, we're hooking up. Like, no, like, they knew each other. When Adam, when Adam knew Eve, they conceived a son. It's a very intimate thing. And Paul even tells us that whenever we sleep with people, we become one with them. We create, like, these soul ties. And, and soul ties are things that need to be broken. If you ever have sex with somebody and you just can't get, like a one night stand, you just can't get that person off of your mind, you just have to have more and more and more of that lust. That's an unhealthy soul tie that needs to be broken. That is a spiritual soul tie that needs to be broken. And the funny thing is, is that even astrology and people in new age will, will, will say the same thing. But it's alive from the enemy. And like I said, I I speak to these things because I've seen these things. I know these things. I, I know this to be true because I've been there. I've seen it. And and when you're in and when you're in marriage, right? I'm gonna say it marriage, sex is a beautiful thing. Having that intimacy
1: with your partner is a beautiful thing. That's how God intended it.
0: But obviously, because of culture, because of the world, because of the lust, the, the lust of my flesh, the lust of my eyes, the pride of life, and the, these attacks from the enemy,
1: I was blind to all that. I didn't understand that. I mean, there were times where, where I would check out women and I couldn't stop myself. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. It was just like this unconscious habit. Even when I was married, like that's terrible.
0: I was blind for so many years because of the deception that the enemy had upon me. And the reality is, is when we're we're chasing lust, we're chasing temporary gratification, temporary satisfaction. Right? It's like that saying, like I'm just chasing the next high. That's what happens when we chase after lust. We have that high. We have that, that, that short-term burst of,
1: of, of joy, sensation, whatever you want to call it. Well, what happens in the long
0: run? We feel more depleted inside. We feel more empty inside. So much so that we got to keep doing it and ramp that up just to fill that gap. And then it's this never-ending cycle. It's literally like a, a drug or a substance that we have to continue to go after.
1: But eventually it fades.
0: And and when your eyes are open to it, open to the reality of, of lust, fornication, perversion, you'll see
1: what a tragedy it really is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently on my third, so number three, currently on my third marriage, and you know,
0: thanks be to God that I, that He find, that He found me, and and this time I'm actually clinging to the faith, because the reality is, is He's found me before, and I never clinged to the faith. I was deceived. I was living in deception. I didn't understand. What I understand now, and that's, that's the reality, is God has found me before, and I've
1: turned my back on Him.
0: In, in both of my first marriages, God has came into my life, and I have turned my back on Him. And what happens when, you, when I turn my back on Him? A whole world of craziness unleashed. Like I, I, I had problems in my marriages, my first two marriages, and I was a big part of that problem. I can admit that. And, you know, nobody's perfect. Like they, you know, there were, there were things that they were facing and things that I was facing and I'm not, I'm not blaming them or shaming them or wronging them because we're all imperfect. I like, I'll take ownership
1: that a lot of the, that was from me.
0: and i was i was not the best husband i was filled with with the spirit of lust with wrath with pride with greed gluttony you know maybe even some generational curses like a you name it perversion right like i, I struggled with all of these different things and i was plagued by it day in and day out and i was in i was so far in deception that i couldn't even
1: see straight And because of that, I actually committed adultery in both of my first marriages. Which is something I regret, right? It's it's something that, that shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. And I'm willing to like stand here and
0: tell everybody that, yeah, I did that. I've committed adultery in two marriages. And both marriages ended because of adultery. Again, it was that lie that the devil had placed over me. That they don't truly love you. They don't truly accept you. You're never going to be loved by anybody. You're never going to be accepted by anybody. You're a lone wolf. You might as well just live your life however you want to. The only things that truly fill you up are lust, alcohol, drugs,
1: right? All these, all these things that actually lead to death. And,
0: and this is, you know, the, the adultery is things that, that really used to get me. And do I regret them still? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't live in condemnation over it. Like I've, I have apologized. I've apologized for it
1: to, to both of my exes and to the father and to into Jesus. I've given it to Jesus.
0: And like I said, the reality is that, that God was absent from my life. And because He was absent from my life, I didn't have a good moral foundation. I didn't have... I didn't have that. I I'm not going to get into the the specifics of that. But now... But now God is the glue that holds everything together for me. Jesus is the glue that holds everything together for me. Those things that I used to struggle with lust, all these, all these temptations, all these, all these different things. I can honestly say, I don't think about any of that anymore. Pornography, masturbation, sexual immorality, fornication, perversion, whatever, right? Like go down the list. Now I'm not saying I'm perfect. Right, One of the things I still struggle with sometimes is like anger. Like I'll get upset and then it hits me as soon as it's like, as soon as I get upset, I'm like, mm, okay, I need, to re- I need to, I need to
1: take that to the cross.
0: Sometimes pride tries to creep in. Right? Like I still have these intrusive thoughts. I still have things that I struggle with guys. I'm not perfect by any means, but now that I have Jesus in my life, I can go through this sanctification process. I can go through this perfection process through him. I'll never be perfect. I'm convinced of that. But I don't live in chains anymore. I'm not broken anymore. Guys, like I I tell you, these things that I went through plagued me so bad. And I've never, I haven't admitted this to everybody. So me admitting this in like open forum is like a, a step of a boldness for me. But I've struggled so badly with these things and regretted them so much that I was at the point of wanting to commit suicide.
1: Legitimately,
0: I thought that was the only option. I was so deceived that I was convinced, 100% convinced nobody was going to miss me. I was convinced that even though I just had a newborn and another one on the way,
1: that they would be better off without me. I was I was literally convinced of that.
0: Although I just had a child and another one on the way, I was convinced that they would be better off without me. That the only option, the best alternative for everybody as if I was to
1: take my own life. And I considered it. I even had a plan. But it was by the grace of God. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. It was by the grace of God that I didn't listen. It wasn't because of me. God cast his love
0: upon me and didn't let that happen. And I know for a fact the reason the devil didn't want to do that is because he knows. He knew then that there was a special calling in my life. And this is that special calling. I'm not saying I'm special. I'm saying the calling is special. The calling to to reach out to people and stand up in, in boldness and faith through God alone. Because I'm just a man. The only reason I'm standing up here right now is because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, help me. The only reason I have courage to do this is because, I, because of the courage of the Holy Ghost to step out in faith, to step out in boldness.
1: I was delivered by the hands of God. And you can be too. Regardless of what you're facing.
0: And I've already said it a lot guys i'm I practice deliverance ministry, I believe in it. it's not what you think a lot of people instantly go to all these exorcism movies right it's It's a form of exorcism, but it's not it's not what what Hollywood plans it out to be, ladies and gentlemen. You can be set free from the things you're struggling with. I just told you I was at the point of suicide, like had a plan, was about to do it, and God didn't let it happen. You can be set free. And if 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 you're at that point to where you need this, you need deliverance, or you think you need it, like I operate under the 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 assumption of when in doubt, cast it out. And that's something I actually learned from some of my mentors from afar, the, the demon slayers look them up on YouTube.
1: But it starts with you taking a leap of faith. Not a leap of faith in me. I'm not even saying I have to do it. Have another believer pray over you. We're all called to do these things. It's in Mark. Go look it up. It's in John.
0: Let's start with taking a bold, start with taking a leap of faith. If you don't reach out to me, that's perfectly fine. My feelings aren't going to be hurt. My pride's not going to be hurt. I don't care who you reach out to. I just care that you get free. I truly, I love you guys so much that I don't want you to live in condemnation anymore. I don't want you to live in in chains anymore. You can be set free. And I know we're over an hour right now. So I just want to end this with a prayer. So if you're at a place where you can close your eyes,
1: close your eyes. And I'd also ask that in a a step of faith, put your hands up. You can just hold them like, you know, kind of by your face. You can put them all the way in the air.
0: But, But put your hands up as if you're receiving. you're receiving the love from the Holy Ghost. You're receiving the
1: love of the Holy Spirit.
0: All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, our our advocate, our Savior. Lord, I ask that you you cast your spirit upon everybody listening to this channel, Lord, and that you help them, Holy Ghost, you help them reach out in boldness. If they need counsel, if they need spiritual covering if they need deliverance if they need healing if they need breakthrough holy ghost i ask that you fill them with boldness to step out in faith and ask for that help in the name of jesus father you did not intend for your children to live in chains so lord i ask that as i ask that the captives be set free in your mighty name jesus We come against every spirit of fear, every spirit of shame, every spirit of condemnation, any unclean spirit, any stronghold, any bondage, Holy Ghost. We ask that you search the vessel from head to toe, that you break down demonic strongholds, that you search the mind, the heart, the soul, the body for any unclean spirits and you cast them out in the name of Jesus. Set the captives free and allow them to step out in faith in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Guys, I, I love you. Truly from the bottom of my heart, I love you. Thank you for listening to the episode. And if you ever need me or if you ever just have questions in general, I'm here for you. Truly as your brother in Christ, I am here for you. I love you
1: and God bless you.